Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to a That's Garbage Media production. It's Happy Hour, your no! favorite podcast. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. No! Introducing host. Your hosts, Snake and Trav. The garbage. Alright, what up? Take take three. Happy hour, episode 69. What up, what up? Snake is here, Trav is here. Uh, just got done explaining to Trav. We're having some technical difficulties. Went through the intro. Lo and behold. <laughs> I thought it was your job to ask if we were recording. We didn't. Make yeah, it- uh, I only have one job and I forgot it, didn't I? Um, it's all right. We didn't make it one, very far. The one, t- the one time I didn't ask. Yeah, we. I think we only we made it like, what, 90 seconds. So that, that wasn't too bad. Uh, I'd like to throw out there that I think we should actually do that every time because I feel by the like the third time we ran through the intro, I was feeling pretty amped actually. So <laughs> take the edge off. Yeah. Loosens you up. It's like a little swing lube. Uh, how we, how we doing Trav? How was your weekend brother? Uh, good brother. Um, nice little super bowl parte, pretty small, same, same, uh, facilities, just like, uh, geez, maybe a third the amount of people, which is pretty nice. Gosh, maybe a 10th of the amount of people actually, uh, a lot less people, which was actually pretty nice being able to be able to move around. Uh, last year I was like literally dodging people to try and, you know, get up and go grab a brew and then hope your spot was still there. So, um, nice little Super Bowl party, obviously great game. We'll touch on that. Uh, also got, also got to throw out there. Nice, uh, little, um, nice little, uh, first like official, I feel like family, uh, trip sort of, uh, event for us today. So uh, I went out to ask. a mountain, went out to a mountain town, uh, Took the baby, took the dog, uh, went and ran around one of these uh, mountain towns, uh, Leadville, Colorado. It's pretty awesome. Felt felt right. Uh, buzzing uh, on I seventy in the Acadia. Just felt felt right. Uh, it was honestly a great little day. Uh, it was, <laughs> nice. It's fun. It was my first my first day where I like genuinely felt like truly like a dad. dad. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay, for the Super Bowl parte. Uh, was that all of the family minus dog or did you go babysitter? No, no dog invite. We did take the child, uh, and okay. she tapped, she tapped out early. Uh, fortunately, uh, the wife was nice enough to take the baby home. Cause I was not about to miss. Oh, got it. I was, I was my next, I'm like, are we going travel crib for this or something? That's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So baby tapped out. Um, very good though yeah that was a uh, former i'm gonna s- insinuate that was former guest of the program with the hosting abilities again uh, that's right yeah did you guys get in on any joint exhibition prop sort of thing any success i know you guys hit the field goal last year together yeah anything yeah, big like that again um we did we did throw together a little a little parlay oh pretty sure yeah, we oh we definitely lost, lost it. That, yeah. I know one of the legs. I know I'm not. I don't think it was the deciding leg, but we definitely lost the 
Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards uh, on the kneel down there at the end. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but he lost the yard. So he went from 13 to 12. So I think that actually made it a little bit easier because I think we missed the fourth leg. So that made it a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah, that, um, yeah, agreed. You don't want to miss one leg in those things. And it seems like they always miss by one leg, but that's nice. So a little, almost like extended weekend or bonus little weekday travel trip there too. Um, for the, for the, uh, the dad experience, you knocked that down yeah. today. You said Knock, knocked it down today. Was, uh, Thursday is my day off. So, um, yeah, um, got to, uh, got to swing that, uh, usually, usually that's just me and the baby day, but, uh, the wife was off as well. So yeah, turned into a little, little travel day. Uh, there's this, there's this company out in Leadville that makes these like hoodies that basically everyone has to have. If you live in Colorado, so uh, we're pretty basic people. So we had to get our hands on one as well and uh, went out today. You have to actually make an appointment to go. That's like how high the demand is. And For the hoodie? Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's like booked. So it's booked until October. Like we made this thing like over the summer or something. Oh, so we had to nuts. actually wait like six months. I will say when we went there, it was not like they're staggering people in there. Like, it's not like it was, you know, uh, a shit show in there. Me like wrestling with like a hundred people to try and pick something out. It's they, I think they like to keep it nice and, uh, like <laughs> it's relatively empty. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's like, there's, there's probably like three or four, uh, groups maybe like, yeah, they're controlling the demand. Yeah. 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 They're controlling the demand. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, that's- enough. Enough so that I'd sign up like to go, you know, have an appointment six months from now. So, anyways, yeah, um, pulled, uh, went, went today, uh, grabbed one of those things. So, uh, nice. Can uh, check, check Leadville off the bucket list. Not a lot, not a lot there, Snake. A little, um, little mountain pizza, uh, little, <laughs> little mountain pizza spot there that we dipped into, mountain which was pretty pizza clutch. Doesn't sound like that's the right kind of pizza. I'm more of like, um, uh... New the York dough is like kind of guy. The dough is like uh, a little bit like kind of fluffy. Like it's more, it seems more like Detroit style ish. Mm, uh, uh, thick thickness wise, thickness wise, but it's like fluffy. I feel like the Detroit stuff's like a little uh, crispier. Crispy, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Had some Detroit. It was great. On, it was uh, great, but I feel like that was pretty much all I ever needed to do in Leadville. Uh, they also have a hundred mile race too. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. No, I know the Moab we've talked about on here, but oh no, yeah, no Leadville hundreds. I thought Leadville's like, I think the Leadville one might be like the OG, but I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Check with Cam Haynes on that. Yeah, check with Cam Haynes. Nice. Yeah, good. How about you, brother? Yeah, good. Um, time to bring back. How was your weekend, brother? At the kind of the finale of sports here, we got to start throwing these out again. And fortunately for us, we both. We both uh, got off the couch this past weekend. I was in Florida. Don't know if you can tell. Oh, I'm incredibly I already tan forgot about now. that. Yep. I uh, did notice you looked tan, yeah. F- uh, four-day, little four-day trip down there. A couple of the guys uh, pulled off the rod grandy style. They went down a day early. So a couple of them even got into a little five-day bachelor party trip down there. Nice. Um, but all in all, it was good. We kind of checked all the traditional bachelor party boxes a lot of fun oh nice none of the boxes that you and i don't like honestly 
We had a good crew of guys. Like we didn't have strip club guy and like uh let's find some illegal drugs guys. Like we didn't have any of that oh. stuff. Oh dang. Sorry to hear <laughs> yeah, that. That sucks. Really uh, sorry for your loss. We snuck in some golf and I'll let you I'll just tell you that it was uh Fort Lauderdale municipality golf. Like it was probably some sort of city course. And I'm going to tell you it was cheap, and then I'm going to ask you to guess what the greens fees were on a Friday afternoon. Okay, Friday afternoon. They're probably going weekend rate. 60? No. Yeah, it was cheap. Oh, <laughs> cheap. Okay. I guess I guess there's just probably a lot of courses. Is that a supply and demand sort of situation no, as well? No, the number just doesn't make sense. It is 10% of what you just guessed. She charged us $6 a person. Uh, there were no carts. It was, Wait, hold on. It was hold nine on. holes, and they took. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You got to specify these things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but just the fact that they wanted—I think it was like five dollars and fifty cents. The fact that they asked for that, as opposed to just being like, "Have at it, boys." <laughs> like, well, that's maintenance. That's maintenance fees. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you guys walk with your bags. Yeah, and we shared clubs. Uh, a couple of us. We're wearing sandals. Like this was the most lax golf course of all time. It, this this is like bordering on you might be a flicker if it was flicker. Yeah, you, it was. You flicker. played a nine hole course for uh, five dollars and fifty cents with no carts and you shared clubs. No yeah. shoes? Did you just say? Uh, sandals. Two of us had sandals on, or at least two of us. Um, yeah, the one guy was just carrying a few weapons. It, Every hole himself. That's what I think I would have done. Because he, well, he was left-handed, and then the rest of us were sharing. We only flew two sets of clubs down there. I, I'm glad we did. I don't think the course was capable of like renting clubs. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it did the trick. It was honestly like perfect, especially after like a stop at a brewery or whatever we did before that. Like we don't need to be like trying to play eighty dollar golf with two sets of clubs, you know. <laughs> I don't think you'd be allowed to. Uh, how many how many bodies are we talking on this uh, uh, at the uh, participating the festivities? Per- perfect number eight eight bodies. Okay, that's great. Yeah, uh, two foursomes. Yeah, coincidentally, and that'll actually that actually does tie into another topic I'm going to touch on later. We'll keep we'll keep things moving here. We'll get into some game balls. Game ball, Ronnie Bass. <laughs> Um, I just have like one relatively big game ball this week. Uh, I think you'll appreciate it too. I'm going to go game ball just to, I don't know if it goes to Brian Kelly or if it goes to the culture, but I'm going to say the football culture that Brian Kelly is building down in the Bayou. Uh, I want to give a game ball to, I know we had the other week we had Kayshawn booty, like with $500,000 in sports wagers or just some odd, like crazy number that made no sense. I see the headline today. We have a running back getting the charge of second degree murder. Did you catch this one? That's the latest development. did catch that. Yeah. Uh, Didn't read any details. Didn't really need to. Pretty sure I know what happened. I think he took himself into the station and may have even already went admission. Um, So not good. And then I think you start factoring some of this stuff in with the on-field product itself. I mean, I believe he fired like every single coordinator 
on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they were giving up like 50 points a game in those those handful of games they lost. Um, looked into this a little more. They rank dead last, 16 out of 16 in the SEC in the transfer portal. They've got like twice as many going Ooh. as they've got coming back. Ooh, wow. Um, I think we're a long way off from like them taking a huge downturn or anything, but just the fact that this isn't working out great to begin with, I'm personally enjoying. If he wants to continue to kind of uh, struggle to steer this program in the right direction, I, I'll sit back and and uh, enjoy myself. So game ball to Brian Kelly and just, just the LSU culture going on right now. Yeah, I love I love that. Um, I love all of that. I have uh, two game balls here, Snake. Number one is to Usher. The way that man was moving around with those rollerblades on was one of the most impressive things I've I ever seen. That happened. Yes, yes, I had. Yeah, similar so, commentary. Yes. Yeah, so I guess heard a rumor that he's got like his own sort of skating facility or something. He owns like a a rink. And I think he actually requested that they incorporate the like the skating into the halftime show. Game ball to him. Game ball to everybody up there on the skates. That's that was wild. I just I was I beyond impressed as someone that really struggles standing on rollerblades for more than ten seconds. Uh, he was legitimately has, he was dancing on rollerblades and what you just in said sync with other people. Yes, yes, and he found multiple people to dance on rollerblades. What you just said, I would say that sounds stupid if I didn't watch him during that halftime performance. Like the fact that you said he owns a roller skating rink or whatever. <laughs> like I didn't fact I did not fact check this by the way. Uh, someone told me this, but it, it does it's check outlandish, out. And now it but after seeing that, I'm not going to rule that out as being factual. Yeah, yeah I'm also not going to double check it. But uh very <laughs> Game ball to him. Super impressive. Thought the halftime show in general was pretty awesome. And uh, the skating thing was uh, beyond beyond awesome. I will say Little, I was I, mildly concerned with how like he was profusely sweating by the end. And I was hoping yes, it was going to get we, wrapped up. I think we were all. Yeah, I think we all were. I think we were all a little disappointed in the first two songs, too. No one knew those songs. Did you know either of those songs? Didn't, Negative. I heard. Was, I Obviously, like you're sitting around with a group of people, you're not really all like locked in. Like, I, there's probably noises going on, but for, I didn't observe this. I heard that he even started two seconds of one song and then did a fake out and started the song that nobody knew. Okay. And, that actually, yes. I think that sounds right because I do recall at one moment being, I think it was the first song, maybe, right? Did he start the very first into thing one? He started the people that bet on that song were disappointed because it did not count because he like didn't. Oh, he okay. did like I was a fake out on it. Counted or not? Oh, okay. So two wow. seconds of it wasn't enough, and then he like did the switch up, and I think the song that he actually played was technically his second song, but he only got like a snippet of that first one, so they gave it the Chuck Norris thumbs down. In that thumbs case. down. Yeah. So I wonder if people in on like the other or whatever on bovada i wonder if that's who cashed i actually don't even i, I literally i, I could i don't was. even know what the song yeah. was yeah also thought uh before we move on from usher or the usher halftime show in general uh absolutely loved i think it was ludicrous's combat uh stylish combat boots those things were uh Ooh, wild 
yeah, if, uh, definitely check in on those. Look like, yeah, look like some sort of like military combat boot with just like a stylish spin that you would see like <laughs> someone wearing to a club or something. I'm not sure. Uh, also, game ball to you here, Snake, for filling me in on the uh, Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Rogan experience pod. C- cannot believe I like almost missed out on that. Did you get in? Uh, that I, I listened to it. I was disappointed when it ended. Uh, that's the only way I could describe it. I mean, that that exceeded expectations. Way, way too many things uh, to count uh, that, that I absolutely loved. Uh, but I, I, I'm just going to touch on it. I mean, we could probably spend a whole, we could spend a whole podcast talking. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just going to talk about a, a few of my, fra- my, a few of my favorites. Um, Aaron Rodgers casually calling Joe Biden weekend at Bernie's on multiple occasions. I actually love that. Okay. <laughs> Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan, <laughs> uh, casually saying that Gavin Newsom is going to take Joe Biden's spot last minute in the presidential election. As if like, we all know this is going to happen. Like what a wild, what a wild take. Um, yeah, can I bet no on that? <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to get good odds. Uh, then also just in general, the use of the word they like in all their conspiracy theories, like, <laughs> yes, yes. They don't want us to have guns. Uh, they are trying to control us. The, just the, the, the use of the word they in general with a conspiracy theory is perfect because I just, I want to like call in or like raise my hand and just be like, who is they, who, who genuinely doesn't want that? Yeah. Who, like, or who, like, who is actually manipulating you? Like he mentioned Mitch McConnell at one point. Like, is it like, does he think it's like Mitch McConnell and his cronies? Does he think it's like Nancy Pelosi and her cronies? Does he think it's like, I'm like, who is they, man? I, 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 I don't understand. I couldn't it. I don't agree get more. It. I think he's still dropping vase on the, and he got into this a little bit. He's very concerned that there's like a actual list of names, like a golden document of Epstein Island, like plane logs. And he's like, yeah, they yeah. just won't release it. Like they're, they're just, they will under wraps. They will not. And I'm just yeah. thinking like, have we considered the odds that there's just not a document like that and nobody's keeping it from you, man? He's, he's like wildly obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two, two quick healthcare takes here too. The idea of big pharma's, like running things and controlling decisions, like in the medical field, I'll say thumbs up on that. I think it's, I think it's outrageous. Uh, I definitely think there's like, I definitely think that argument is like, I think there's validity to, there to an extent, to an extent. Um, you the, know, like I always think about like the, I mean, this is a hot take or a hot topic at least, but like people have always said like, they'll never cure cancer because it wouldn't be profitable. It's like, also, the first person that figures out the cure to cancer, I think, would make some serious dough on that as well. Yeah, they were kind of going with the, like, people are being killed off in those regards. Like, they mentioned that the Population the psychopath control. that, like, was shooting someone in Buffalo, he had some sort of, what, water-powered car? <laughs> that was oh i forgot about that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. he came up they with said that's awesome so matter of fact we all we all know this that they that guy that was shooting up people they they had to kill him because he had a he was he, he was so designing a water-powered car yes because because they did not want that <laughs> yes that was a good uh, that was a good one also very controversial the way he talks about like transgender 
like children transitioning and stuff was like appalling as somebody that works in a pediatrics office they were acting like 50 percent of people are like changing genders at like age eight and then want to switch back i can assure you that that does not happen it is a very like comprehensive process no eight-year-old is like getting that done they were making it seem like people are just walking into clinics and just like getting that Sign surgery that was yeah that was like that was borderline like offensive that's just um, again that's just they're reading too much stuff like yeah, they're officially uh, grandpas and they're reading headlines and they're like taking this all in. And exactly. It's, it's like when our grandpa used to call and say, like, did you get murdered today in Baltimore or Chicago? Because I saw something on the news. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I guess the take home point for me in general here was like I was blown away by how well like aligned they were in general. Like. Snake, is this their first time talking shop? Because if so, I'm convinced that like they're on the same websites. Like, like one of them would bring something up and the other one would be like, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd take it to the next level and they'd be like, oh, well, did you hear about yeah, JFK? So I have some disappointing news in this regard. And these that was not their first time talking even in a public forum. He's been on that podcast before. I don't know how I forgot oh, I that didn't. happened. It was oh, like okay. I, when the first, like when he first came out with that little sneaky COVID thing, where he was like, I got immunized, oh, immunized. He came on and further than that, I think they are like texting buddies or something or they okay. go back and that, forth. Well, uh, that does make sense. Cause the way they were talking is like, yeah, the way they were talking had, shop. Yeah. yeah. The way they were talking shop is not like, they were using uh, like, old buddies catching up sort of things. They, they were like, Hey, the guy would remember the how we talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. They'd use like a first name and he'd be like, Oh yeah, that guy in 1975. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my favorite too, about like, like almost every, every doctor they reference, like they reference like two or three doctors, like the entire time. Like literally if I was making a list of like people that like are like, in the like in the medical community is like totally frowned upon or like shunned like it's like those three people are like at the top of the list do you know what i mean like they're literally listing like the three people that say the covid vaccine is bad for you they're listing the three people on earth that say that and they're making it seem like every doctor says that i'm like no no, no that's not that's not like you can't just well, yeah, list like the three people drawn, you know that's why they're drawn to those those three no guys. doubt Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But and then they they found a doctor that has it, and he's the gold standard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That. Well, they're gold standard. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was that was excellent, though. I honestly, I'd go as far as saying I might listen to it again. I, it's Snake. I think like seventy five percent of it. It's so deep, though, that I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, a lot of the older conspiracies and assassinations and stuff. I'd be like. Oh, they lost me. But yeah, I think what we do is we just go back to the first pod from however many years ago and give that a listen. Might have to. Because I think that's when they were kind of getting introduced to each other. There. Okay. And then they, you think they've just been building and building and building. I think they're probably feeling each other out at this point. Like maybe someone cracks like a Biden joke and they're like, how's this guy going to take that? Like, it's probably pretty who, good. Who, who can like, and then it's like, who can get like more in depth <laughs> or who can get crazier with these, with this shit. It's, it's wild. I can't believe I forgot weekend at Bernie's. I think I might start using that regularly. It's, <laughs> it's wild. It's wild that he would say that. Like it's, 
it's it's relatively funny in general, but oh, like yeah, I love it. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're still like in the public limelight and people already hate you, like maybe just like I don't know. Maybe just text Joe Rogan. Maybe don't just like throw that on a podcast because that just seems super sketchy. I have sketchy. a better one for you. I will send you it after this. Maybe I'll even clip it in. There is a video of Jay Cutler and Brian Erlacher talking shop. And at one point, I don't know why Jay Cutler says, do you think Trump's coming back? And Brian Erlacher goes on a tangent and he calls him. He drops the most casual Beijing Biden of all time. And then he proceeds to say like, just like stuff like you would say if you were drunk at two in the morning. He's like, oh, Beijing Biden effed all this stuff up. Trump's coming back. It's going to take him a while to fix it, but he'll fix it. <laughs> it's like the most perfect line that I've heard so much in my life. But just it coming from Brian Erlacher was the best. All right. Last question. Do you think, you think Trump's coming back? I hope so. Ideal situation for me, Jay. Yep. So Doc... Uh, Trump Trump runs. Yep, and he has DeSantis as his VP. Yep. Trump Four comes years. in, fi- fixes everything that Beijing Biden broke. It'll yep. take a little while to fix all that because he fucked up some shit. And then uh, the next eight years, we get Ron DeSantis. Done. That's ideal. Oh, for that's me. a you know oh, that that's a I mean the country's gonna be in a great state then. Yeah, because if you know Trump will come in and fix everything because he don't give a shit. Nope. And he'll put America first again, uh, us first, which we're not used to right now. But yep. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm so disappointed right now with the way this shit's going. It's bad. It's bad, bad, it's, bad, you, bad, well, bad. So we live in Arizona, and we, so the border is here. I mean, do you think just, he's coming back? What do you think? Oh, I, he's definitely coming back. You think so? I hope you're right, man. I, ideally, it's him and, and DeSantis and running for it. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think Americans are kind of over what's happening now. Like, I think there's going to be a huge ass swing going back the other way. I really hope you're right, but I don't trust the voting. So I don't trust any of that shit. You know, oh, I, don't, I agree. Did you watch? Did you watch Two Thousand Mules? Uh uh-uh. uh Watch it. Two Thousand Mules. Two Thousand Mules. Watch it. You'll see what happened in the 2020 election. Oh, I love a good. Oh, I, I, I I love a great conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's proof. Oh, I they know. actually have proof of what happened. Uh, but it's uh, you, you have a, you're gonna have a hard time finding that one though. Oh really? They don't want you. They oh, don't yeah. want you to see it. <laughs> so, good luck finding that. But if you, oh my god, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, I actually started listening a little bit to the next one, like when when that pot, like oh, when yeah, that episode ended. The Rogan pod. And you yeah. know who was on? Your guy, Cam Haynes. Speaking of which. Oh, the yeah, yeah, my guy, Cam Haynes. Yeah, yeah oh, immediately, yeah. immediately went into Cam Haynes. So I just started listening to it like a little bit. I, I like had to tap out after like fifteen minutes. But uh, seems like a nice was, guy. Likes yeah, to he run, seems like likes to shoot yeah. bows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he seems fine. <laughs> um, Anyways, long game ball here. Sorry, back on track. All right, so we'll move on to. Um, we'll keep you going here. Juicy gossip. Oh, perfect. This is going to get us off uh, track again here. My bad. Uh, so I'm not sure if you've been checking in on Cheryl Swoops and the Caitlin Clark beef. You familiar with this at all? No, negative. Okay. okay I so, need to be brought entirely up to speed. Yeah, it's it's excellent. So basically, oh man, I forgot I had this pulled up, but then I uh, started su- su- uh, I did just searching get a, uh, like a Mikey alert. and Big Bob. <laughs> yeah, so... so uh, 
basically this goes back to i think i got a little bit of a timeline here for you okay so april 2023 caitlin Clark breaks Cheryl Swoops's NCAA single tournament scoring record. Basically, uh, Swoops get gets asked about it. She's kind of like, "Yeah, well, uh, I only played in five games. She played in six, but uh, congratulations to her." Sort of like the Ron Dane. Uh, yes, that, who who broke good, his record? Not Rashad. Back. Not Rashad Penny. Somebody else, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember. But oh, they it's asked, on the tip of my tongue. But they asked San Diego family. State guy. No, it was maybe a punter. Somebody asked a punter's family of like, hey, so-and-so oh, broke well, your record. Yeah, yeah, same idea. That was, what's his name? Troy Taylor? No, Tory Taylor, the Iowa punter. And then, yeah, yeah, um, that one as well. Same sort of thing. Like, okay. hey, congratulations. Backhanded congratulations. Congratulations, but you had an extra game than me. So yeah. uh, basically, let's fast forward to recently. Cheryl Swoops, she's like a, NBA all-time great. You know who Cheryl Swoops is, oh, yeah. right? Roughly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, think Houston Comets or something. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Uh, so she was asked about, I guess she was asked about Caitlin Clark as well as Angel Reese. She was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, which I might have to check that in on as well. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically something along the lines of, what do you think about Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese? And she kind of throws it out there that she's really, she really don't doesn't think either of them will transition that well into the WNBA. You're pr- kind of insane if you think they're going to be rookies and scoring like they do now. And then she kind of gets in on Caitlin Clark a little bit more and throws out that uh, Caitlin Clark is uh, broke the scoring record. Uh, she actually did that tonight. Um, I think That's it was Kelsey, yes. Kelsey Plum. She broke Kelsey Plum's scoring record. And she said that, you know, Clark benefited off of a COVID year, uh fifth COVID year. Nice. Otherwise she wouldn't have got it. Wait, is that true? And, Clark's in her and fifth then, year? Uh, we'll get to it. And then also throws <laughs> out that uh, she shoots 40 times a game. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, part of me was kind of like the same thing with this Caitlin Clark. I was like, well, hi. I mean, does seem like she's hucking up seems the ball re- quite a bit. Seems relevant. So uh, worth noting here, someone did some, someone dug into this a little bit. This is Caitlin Clark's fourth year, so she just, she just broke it like regularly. Oh, okay, uh, standard four. Three quarters of the way through just her. COVID happened while she was in fourth school. year. Correct. Uh, this is her fourth year. Technically, she could play another year if she wanted to. She wants to get. Um, and then she would. Then she would. You know, smash record. Maybe go for a Pistol Pete's record. And then they also dug up that she is her field goal attempts per game is 19.7, which is about uh, four shots a game less than Cheryl Swoops averaged during oh, her college no. career. Yeah. Oh, no. So really, really came back to really came back to bite Cheryl Swoops. Um, I almost I need to air- know the forum Cheryl Swoops is being asked in. Is she being like walked up to by TMZ on the street or is she like at a press conference? Like, she uh, needs Gil, to have uh, facts ready. Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Arenas's pod. Oh, I thought you meant Caitlin Clark was on there. Cheryl Swoops nope, was on sorry. Gilbert's pod. Cheryl, sorry, Cheryl Swoops was on Gilbert Arenas's pod talking about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and oh, made the comment. The, yeah, she's got to have the facts ready. Then she's in a long form podcast. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and she was she was not ready to go. Um, I saw some Iowa fans were wearing some shirts that said "Don't be a Cheryl." Uh, which is 
that's pretty awesome actually there's yeah. just no reason to be there's no reason to be mean i don't care how good you are and um pretty overall pretty good stuff uh i don't know where you're at with the clark girl she's pretty good i saw tonight she did shoot about 30 sometimes but she did score uh 40 points she has the scoring record which is pretty awesome because she's probably got i don't know quite a few games left and who, uh, she's pretty good she's good for this? women's college basketball um, oh for sure yeah everyone's paying attention um right more than ever went, um, says she went logo three for the record too that's what the headline said logo three uh you got to be careful it's not on espn because i've seen you know the logo three thing thrown out there quite a bit and, and you pulled up and it's it's not actually the logo five it's feet like, from behind the line or something they walked over the logo you know and then shot it sort of thing so yeah you gotta be careful with those but yeah deep uh deep three get to get the record uh yeah like i said quite a, quite a few shots uh i don't know about 40 uh, but more than the 19.7. And is uh, Iowa like a top five women's team? Are they winning all these games? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So there were runner-ups last year to your girl, uh, Kim Mulkey's team. So uh, they're they're trying to win it all this year. Oh, yes. How did I forget that? Because Angel Reese was hitting her with like uh, three point. It was a you symbol. You can't see me. You, oh, can't, you can't see, see me. me. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the rematch of that. Yeah, let's get a rematch. I'm down for that. Uh, that might might have to get into that a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, men's basketball hasn't really done it for me yet. Maybe I'll try women's. Um, the, and did just lastly to circle this out, whose scoring record did you say, Kelsey Plum? Kelsey Plum. She plays for Las Vegas. But who did she the, play for? The Aces. The she played for Washington. Washington Huskies, almost positive. And she is married to Darren Waller. There you go. There's your football tie. Wow. Okay. Didn't have any of those ready to go, but I have seen that video of Kelsey Plum throwing a shirt into the stands in slow motion. Have you seen that? No, I think I might need to, though. Yes. She throw like, it's like a t shirt toss, but she looks like, uh, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Lefty too, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Kelsey Plum is the one that tweeted out the video, or maybe it was on Instagram Live or something. But she basically accused Josh McDaniels of trading Darren Waller because they did not invite him to their wedding. Oh, I, I forgot some more about juicy that gossip. Too, yes. Yeah. Man, juicy gossip was full of it today. All right, let's bring that back. Um, all right. And I'm going to hit you with a, that's garbage. I said, I would call this back. We had eight on the bachelor party group, eight great number quickly came to the realization. Anytime you're traveling with a group, um, eight technically only requires two Ubers to go anywhere. Right. So four people in a seat or sorry, four people to a car. Um, the amount of times that we were met with bitching and moaning and groans that we had the audacity to need to sit in the front seat was just, man, appalling. I knew that was coming. <laughs> it was fascinating. Um, I would say, I don't know if we were in a dozen Ubers, 10 of them had the front seat seriously scooted up to the, as far as it would go and had like a backpack or just something sitting there. And it was like 
three people piling into the back and the fourth person being like, do you mind if I sit here? So I'm okay with like not wanting to give up your front seat, but we got to stop advertising four seats then. Like, I'm sure there's a way you can just say I can carry three, you know, like, well, I don't think it's like debatable either. Right. I don't think you can just like, if you got a seat there, it's not, if you're, like, is there, if I'm getting on the app and saying I need four and hailing a car, then it's definitely not debatable. If that, I car agree. Accepts the ride. I agree. I, I guess the question is, does it say you have, do you list your party size on Uber now? That's a that's good question only... because all I, I guess now that you say that, all I know is it definitely says one to four. Like it positively oh, it, oh, says. Oh, a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. But you're yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you have to tell it for. You're just picking either one or the other or the other eight options in there, but it positively says one to four. <laughs> like I always look at it before I book it. And did, I mean, COVID did make front seat weird. Uh, in general, like I think when we were going new- like glass for a while when I was using it, like between like oh. taxi style, people would put oh, like yeah, a yeah. panel there. So yeah, they didn't <laughs> want you sitting in the front. Did you go, uh, did you ever go like solo Uber pre COVID? Uh, if they went to like pick you up, I was getting in the front seat. Is that, is that psychopathic? Like 20, probably from like 2016 to 2018 i just sat in the front seat all the time and then at one point i same but it was before covid when i realized like i don't know if they don't want me to sit up here so i started sitting in the back okay it it does it did feel it did start to feel weird yeah like i was like like there was a couple times i was sitting up front there i was like this is actually borderline weird but it also felt kind of psychopathic to climb into the back too that's kind of weird right like a little kid especially if they start talking to you it's like why am i sitting back here if we're gonna chat so agreed agreed uh maybe that was part of it snake is you were like i'll get in the back maybe it's less likely they'll talk to me that's probably part of my consideration for sure uh what was nice there was there was a language barrier a lot so we didn't have any sort of issue like does this guy want to chat with us or not like he physically couldn't a couple times we got off the google translate uh, we did turn this one guy around multiple times because he was just like sitting in traffic, and that was fun. This, this is this past weekend? Yeah, we had a few Uber fiascos, but um, I have a comparison for us here. You'll like this, Trav. You're a fellow Southwest traveler. I think the Uber driver not wanting you to get in the front seat is the same people as like the married couple that gets on the Southwest flight and they sit aisle window right and throw shit in the middle seat and then same thing like god forbid someone needs to sit there it's like oh like oh really you're gonna make us move this stuff i've actually started to steer into that if you see that take that seat 100 percent of the time because the plane is probably full and those two people are going it's, to sit next it is to always each full other. it's always full and those two people are going to opt to sit next to each other more often than not. You know what I mean? Like they're probably married and they're working oh, in cahoots. Oh, so then they're gonna they're gonna sit by each other, and then you're gonna get yes, uh, you'll get either window or aisle, one or the other, unless oh, they're, unless they're lunatics right. and they have a stranger sit between the two of them. But right. if, you, if you can look at it and it's like two people, like two middle aged people, and you're like, are those two people married? And you're leaning yes. Tell them you want the middle seat and you'll get either 
aisle or window pretty much every time. So a little bit of a life pro tip, but also that's a good take. Um, that's garbage. Anyone, anyone just participating in those front seat shenanigans. And that's all we have on the docket here. So that takes us into the Super Bowl. Super Bowl recap. Um, final score, Trav, was it 20, 26-23? I think it was 25-22. I think a friend of, the pro- friend of the program, actually last week's guest, uh, had the five and the five and the two. But not two in the five, if that makes sense on the oh, on the, the on the squares. So Damn. instead of uh, instead of one hundred and twenty to one, just uh, zero zero to one. Uh, made no money off it. Um, did not think uh, five to two was probably in play at all. And then lo and behold, it was. Just he was on the wrong side of it. Two twenty two and thirty two are all crazy numbers. If you have two, you're basically rooting for forty two points, and then five, you're rooting for what thirty five. So it was 42, 35. Yeah. So neither of those numbers and it somehow hit. That is wild. Needed some weird stuff to get there. Uh, missed extra point. Game, yeah. That one, that, game, that one was going to hit the post for what it's worth. <laughs> game ending without an extra point. So there was like some stuff. There was no safeties or anything, but still there was like weird number influencing going on just by some of the things that happened. Yeah, I mean, that's how how was that even possible? How did the Chiefs end up with obviously you said they were at well they were at nineteen. I mean the score the fact that the score was tied at nineteen at the end of the it's the Chiefs game is that kicking field goals as well. So three? Yeah, they, four. Uh, they kicked three field goals. And four then field the goal. Niners no? kicked four, I think. I think the Chiefs kicked one. It looks like one in the second. Two in the fourth. Oh, and one in the third. Chiefs kicked four. Had to have to get to 19 because they only had one TD. And then how many TDs for the Niners? Two? Jesus. Niners kicked five? No, they did not. No. No, no, no. Yeah, the Niners scored two TDs, so they kicked three. No, no. No. Four? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Throughout the whole game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with uh, nine, overtime. Yeah, nine. I was yeah nineteen nineteen at the end of the fourth. So they had two field two field goals, two TDs, and then a missed extra point. How does that work 19, with the so. uh, squares and all that? You take the final, the fourth quarter just is nothing, right? It's got to be. I don't know. That's 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 case dependent. That depends on who's running the squares and if they're trying to keep themselves alive there at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. D- just general. General takes on the game. I feel like you're going to side with me here. I feel like San Fran would have had to have been up two scores, preferably 14 for me at any point to say, I think the chiefs are going to lose. I just kind of felt like they're in it the whole way. And if it's coming down to the end, they'll probably end up with the ball. Like it just kind of felt like that. Hey man. Yeah. Never. Uh, not that I never like was convinced that they weren't going to win. Uh, it was more like, I just never thought I just was like, there was no point where I would, was like thinking to myself, Oh, I'd be, su- I'd be surprised if the chiefs won this game. Like it just felt like they were just going to hang around, hang around, hang around. 
they were definitely going to make a game of it. It was a matter of whether they were going to win or not. And even watching some of those fourth down conversions, like I was like, they're going to get this right. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> like, oh, they're going to get stuffed here. No, no, I just, it did not. That didn't seem in the realm of possibilities. Right. The only thing that was happening to the Chiefs, which was weird for me, was I feel like Mahomes was getting cracked a few times. He got sacked, what, multiple times, two or three. And then he yeah. threw that bad pick, too. And it went over Kelsey's head. And I was just like, man, that was kind of weird. It was a bad, this one will that slip. was a bad pass. Is it third down, at least? Yeah, it was third down. It's right at... Uh, no, before was that before or after halftime? It might have been Good the question. F- first drive after the half. Possible. It's I, possible. I know I, the first I, I play could... after the half was like a pitch to Pacheco, and he like dropped the ball. And you're like, oh shit, that didn't go as planned. Oh yeah, good call. Oh yeah, so the the fourth leg that we missed in our parlay that we referenced was Pacheco over rushing yards, and he lost. I think he lost ten there, didn't he? Uh, yeah, probably at least like eight. So he had fifty nine rushing yards. Fifty nine. We needed sixty four and a half or whatever. <laughs> okay, so yeah, one play away. Yeah, one uh, negative ten yard rush away. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to get a. Jeez, I'm trying to see when that pick was, Snake. I. Cannot figure it out for the life of me. But yeah, it does feel like it was at the start of the third quarter. I think you made a good call on that. I, I know that the first half was very flat for the Chiefs, and you're just like, all right, I feel like they're going to come out. So the drive before the half, I was like, they're going to do something here. They drove down, they kicked a field goal. And then yeah, coming first, out of the half. Uh, first drive, yep. Third and 12 at Kansas City, 23. Uh, it was inter- intercepted by about 21 yards downfield. So. Can't really chalk that one as a punt either. You know, yeah. a, little, a, bit, a little too short for that. Yeah, that's like it can't have it. Um, but a couple weird turnovers too. Like, never thought I'd see McCaffrey fumble the ball. Never thought I'd see Pacheco fumble the ball. Yeah, weird. Uh, very weird. Also worth noting here, Snake, after the pick, this is huge actually, which I forgot about this, is after Mahomes threw the pick, 49ers had the ball at the Kansas City 44-yard line. They then proceeded to go backwards and punt. So that felt like a crucial moment in the game, looking back. The yeah, fact I that they couldn't turn that into points. Incomplete, false start, incomplete, four-yard scramble. Yeah, I don't remember that. Punted to the KC2. Yeah, so, I mean, Kansas City had had not scored a touchdown until end of the third quarter. And that was after the muff punt. That obviously, just the classic Kansas City ah, Chiefs break yes. yeah, there, hitting, hitting the man's foot. And then not only did it hit the man's foot. The other guy couldn't Where they cut it. a break. Yeah, yeah, the other guy, the punt returner, the like the if you had to pick somebody on the team. To catch a ball that was like booted off someone's foot, you probably want the punt returner, right? I felt bad. Like this guy's. I felt bad. Probably got pretty good hands because I yeah. was. Uh, there was about ten seconds where I was like, "What is this idiot doing?" And then I'm like, "Oh wow, it hit that guy in the foot, and now he's in panic mode trying to pick up this ball. He he, he should have picked it up, but the other guy boned him. <laughs> like, just being anywhere back near that football landing is just like, what are we doing here, boys? Just getting off topic here really quick uh, before we get back into it. I just remembered the Michigan 
guy muffing that punt against Alabama. That was and then a, runs back and picks old... it up at the one inch line and gets like pummeled. Uh, that uh, comparing the two of those, that one was dumb. Like, yeah, obviously, that was yeah, dumbest that one. one that one was not like I'm not I'm not like comparing stupidity here. I'm I'm comparing like how bad I felt for the guy. Like I felt bad the Michigan guy trying to handle that punt for no reason, and then watching him race back there, I was I've never been more nervous for someone in my yeah, life. Yeah, but do you remember how he got out of the end zone? It was really impressive. No I, doubt. I feel like he he basically like lowered his shoulder and earned six inches to get out. Like, I remember thinking, like, there's no way it's not a safety. And then he yeah. somehow got back out of the end zone. Uh, yeah. Anyways, though, so the ball hit. Yeah. The ball hits the man's, the one man's leg who's blocking. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm not sure why the returner's not yelling, uh, whatever they yell, fire or what is it, fire? No. I don't know. Poison. What, uh, poison. Poison. I mean, yeah. Please just GTFO. Yeah. This is the Super Bowl. Don't let this ball hit you when it lands. Yeah, I guess underrated play because that was that did set them up to go. First TD was the Scantling, and then it was like game on at that point because that was the first time they've done anything on offense, really. Right, and they took the lead. First time they took the lead too. Yeah. Right after that, so yeah, felt like felt like tides have turned. Felt like. You know, one of those things where you're like, wow, the Chiefs were down 10-0, and I just sat here and watched them come back and take the lead instead of doing something about it. <laughs> instead yeah. of making some hard-earned coin <laughs> off of that little moment, the little situation we just had there. Yeah, I would say, um, so barring that game going into overtime, we'll, we can talk about overtime, but this was also an interesting take. I saw a Darren Ravel tweet that actually made me think. And he said, we had a chance at the longest um, odds ever on the NFL MVP or the Super Bowl MVP because the kicker was in the mix at 300 to one because he was drilling Dang. those bombs. Yeah. Do you think it would have went to the kick? Like, had they got a stop, does it go to the kicker or does it go to the receiver with the passing touchdown? I, so, yeah, I think I sent out a text to some friends. I don't think anyone answered me. I was like, if Sanford wins this game, who wins MVP? Because <laughs> I, I was pulling for McCaffrey. I had a six and a half to one thing going there. And I think the fumble, I think ultimately probably rules him out, right? Even with whatever, how many, how many yards do you have? 180 yards at the end of the game. Oh, all purpose. Cause I thought yeah. he only ran for like 80. Yeah. I think he ran for 90 and, re- and caught 90. He obviously caught the TD. Oh, yeah. He low key. Had eight he had eight grabs, the, 80 yards, and a TD. Yeah, he had the fumble though, so that kind of made it a little bit difficult. Okay, so he, um, was, but he was very well in the mix as well. I didn't. He's in the mix. That. Uh, the kicker was. Um, I mean, he was insane. He had the, he had the Super Bowl record for longest kick for like 45 minutes. Unfortunately, uh, Casey went 57 right. or something. Yeah, and then. I think he's in the mix. I think if I was voting, I think I, you almost have to vote for the receiver, though. I'm James. blanking on his name. Jawan Jennings, your yeah. guy. You guys actually brought him up. We said, who said is he that? Might- he made a nice grab last week. And then um, he made one great grab and and effort to get in the end zone and the one pass. I don't know if I'd call that a good pass. I think that was the worst. I think that was the worst. One of the worst passes I've I ever think seen. If they run Go that for play- a touchdown. A hundred times it scores two or three times. 
And I think it gets tackled in the backfield uh, 50 those, times yeah. or more. Yeah. I, that was like the worst. You could see it coming from a mile away. Like literally as soon as I saw it coming, I go <laughs> yes. double, I go double pass. <laughs> and then McCaffrey uh, was just waiting for like what felt like three or four seconds. It's like, yeah. And then the fact that he took that thing and scored was, was wild. That's uh, the, absolutely. That's the craziest part of the play is how was nobody over there? Cause I think he almost went untouched. As soon as he got ahead of steam, it was he like, went untouched. Yeah, he was untouched. Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming off of the Chiefs turnover in the red zone. Right. I think that was that same drive. Uh Pacheco I think they got the Pacheco fumble. Yeah. Okay. I think that was the same drive because I don't know about you. I had multiple first touchdown scores. Uh, they were all on the yeah. Chiefs. And I was like, this is perfect. You can throw it to a handful of guys here and I'll be set. I uh, got the fumble. Uh, we got the Travis Kelsey uh, chest bump on Andy Reid. I mean, that's a lot of force to be moving that guy, Snake. How how fast was he coming in there, do you think? Oh, post-Pacheco fumble. Yeah, I have a, I just have a large picture take on Travis Kelsey. That included. Uh, I'll save most of it, but I will just say that was one of the more inappropriate things I've ever seen. Ever seen. Ever. Ever, yep. That. I couldn't believe what I was watching and I couldn't believe he would hit him as like, as he wasn't looking and I couldn't believe he almost knocked him over and I couldn't believe he was yelling at him after the running back fumbled the ball. And I was just like, yeah, how did you make that about yourself? Yeah. I agree. Inspired. Yeah. Immediate, immediate reaction. Were you like, Oh, this is taken out of context. Cause there's no way he would actually do that. No, I immediately started crunching like possibilities. And I was like, well, the running back fumbled. Did Kelsey, is he mad because he was open at one point? Like before this, like, why is he mad at the coach specifically? It made more sense when they, once I explained it, I think they speculated like he wasn't out there on that play and he wanted to be blocking. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. You it's can weird. you can spare me on it, that. It's weird, but I agree. I I thought it was taken out of context. I thought it was about a different play. I thought it was, I don't know. I uh, I did not think he was screaming at him because of <laughs> that play. But then you start thinking like, well, he wasn't on the field, so it almost had, had to be had that to play. Be that. I think that's a stretch to scream at your head coach that you weren't on the field blocking, and maybe the guy that you would have been blocking tackled the running back, but I like, I watched it again. It wasn't like a drastically missed block, like the blocker, like, or the tackler kind of like shed off somebody and they just ripped the ball out. It's like, I don't know how much that has to do with Travis Kelsey, but yeah, I'll save the rest. I'll save the rest of my Travis Kelsey take, but that needed to be brought up. That was, that was bananas. I can't believe that was on the broadcast. Yeah, I almost needed like some sort of like I got the PFF numbers here, Snake. Looks like they're all locked, unfortunately. <laughs> but I would like a PFF grade on Travis Kelsey's blocking versus Noah Gray or Blake Bell or whoever was blocking I there. Assume it was Noah Gray, yeah. And I, it's not, it can't be that different. And has anyone confirmed that the tight end's assignment was to block the guy that forced the fumble? Like I, no, I need to not, know that. Yeah, as well. I actually need I need to look into that too. Uh, are we are we getting back into the are we getting back into Travis Kelsey or you're just not gonna address it at all? 
No, anything we'll else? Go back, Any, we'll it, go back into Travis Kelsey. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, we do have to touch on another Kelsey as well at some point. Do not let me forget. Okay. I had a prop bet on that, that Kelsey, I believe. That's right. Yeah. I think I, uh, yeah, I think you cashed. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, um, anything else in the Super Bowl? What did you think? Yes. Uh, obviously, we got to talk about the, we got to talk about the, sorry, why don't you just rip off? You said you had a list of things. Why don't you rip through uh, some? We've covered them all. The, the oh, okay. only big thing I have left, and I'm wondering if you were going to bring this up as well as overtime itself. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I could I could go here. Yeah, um, by all means. So I need to know if you knew what was going to happen when the first quarter ended, and I need to know if you were also concerned that Andy Reid did not know. Oh, no, I think we're on different pages here. I knew what was going to happen when the first quarter ended as far Did as you... overtime. Uh, sorry. The first quarter of overtime when that ended. Oh, did you know what was going to happen? If, um, if McCole Hardman drops the ball in the first quarter, did ends, I know what was going to happen? Play? next? Yes. Did I know that before? I think they said it on the broadcast with about 50 seconds left. I didn't know up okay. until that moment. We were asking each other in the room, said, how is this okay. going to work? They were obviously showing no urgency, so I gave the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt, yes. I assumed they knew what they were dealing with because of how like casual they were coming up to the ball and stuff. Is that Was, was that your take? Yes. Uh, I was a little worried that they assumed it was going into another quarter but someone had said that they actually re-kick at the end of the quarter, which no, 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 no. It was, it was just going to go into another quarter. Right. And they were going to go down to the other end. So I have two questions for yeah, you. Number one, why side <laughs> So I have two questions. Number one, why be, be, they probably took that from the college football thing, which somebody should okay. have said that, Hey, that's really okay. dumb. But, yeah. And also uh, number two, friend of the program, uh, the, uh, Host of the party also asked, "Why do they have a? Why do they even have a clock? Just to switch ends of the field? Yeah, I guess right. And if it got to the end of the second quarter, which it seems like it would never happen, but if it did, the, then you'd have to kick off again. Oh, then, no, then no, you'd no. start over from scratch, right? Or no? You think it unlimited, just goes into the third quarter? Quarters, I think." Good question. Oh, okay. I was thinking unlimited quarters. It okay. could be. I okay. see what you're saying. Maybe it was like a second game, like first quarter, uh, second quarter, halftime re-kick. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the rule. I really. I don't know the rule. It's I was worried to it, look up than you would think too. I was worried Andy Reid didn't know the rule. I have jotted down here. I know that Dan Campbell did not know the rule. So thank oh, God positive. it wasn't him. Positive. Dan Campbell wouldn't have known the rule. Yeah. I don't think the broadcast knew the rule uh, up until that moment, and they were clearly being told. I don't think a lot of people knew any of the rules going on for that yeah, whole agreed. thing. Agreed. Um, I need to touch on one quick thing before I get your take on uh, Shanahan's decision when he won the toss. We need to talk about J.J. Watt's hairdo. God, how did I miss D that? Yes. <laughs> dark. He dyed his hair dark, <laughs> and he spiked it. It looked like... Messy spike, though. Lead singer of uh, Smash Mouth, late 90s. Uh, I'm not sure what the move was there. And I Wh saw it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday uh, somewhere, maybe Twitter. 
He was on somebody's show. might have been Pat McAfee's. I saw it, and I said, holy shit, that guy's hair looks so bad. Why would he do that? Never thought about it again. Um, yeah. Then we got, obviously, fed some J.J. Watt during the Super Bowl. And did you see his tweet on the matter? Something about when you like change up your hairstyle and you don't think anyone's going to notice. And you wonder to yourself whether people notice. And then he hit like enter a couple times and said, they notice. It's like, buddy, <laughs> you didn't think anyone would notice that you dyed your hair dark <laughs> Brown and spiked it. <laughs> what? I just need to know. Did he tell his wife, like, you're going to love this? Like, I think a stylist or someone told him to do that. Right? Is he tro- Is he trolling? Or you think his stylist looks, was like, hey, you should do this. I didn't think about the trolling aspect. He wouldn't. Tro- I don't think he's a trolling guy, though. Like, I think he's that probably ate him up inside that people were cooking. Him okay. Over that hair. Okay. I agree. No, no, I agree. But I, but I that's mean, a maybe good there's take. That- I mean, that would be a rational take on the situation was he was kind of having fun. And like, it tro- was like his it was his debut on a broadcast, right? That so makes, to me that, that makes me my insides hurt if if he yes. did that because that was his first time on TV on a broadcast. I think <laughs> I think that's it, man. Because I don't think he <laughs> I don't think he's trolling people if he wants like if he wants to continue that gig. Do you know what I mean? Like long term, he wants to be invited back. So to me, it was like he was almost like I'm going to do some cool hairdo, and that's what he came up with. But nobody has had that hair with the exception of like that joke you just made. It's like NSYNC smash mouth or something. Yeah. It's, I'm looking uh, at him and I wanted to confirm, didn't he have like a buzz cut or like just short hair in college? Yeah. He doesn't have a spike dude. I did just find a picture of him on the Texans and he kind of has this thing. No, he does not. Yes. Like, like you're saying he had it before. Yeah, and he looks young. Maybe like his first couple of years in the league. It it's not as long, but he is doing the same thing to it. Yeah, it's the it's the Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. All right. Yeah, I guess. A little bit, right? Yeah, now that I look at his new version though, it it's just so much worse than what it was. But he also dyed his hair. I think you're missing the key part, right? I mean, his it, hair to is to go like, dark brown is insanity. Yeah, it's the Colin Coward dyed his hair like oh, super. Yeah, dark. come on. I'm looking at the rookie pictures. I don't think it's like that drastic, right? You got to find the right photo. This guy does. He it's does freaking. Uh, it's the Ted from uh, How I Met Your Mother. It's the worst. It's the worst haircut there is. <laughs> Is it like, you know, when we were in middle school and we used to get like highlights, like the tips of it would be dyed. Is, does he have that too? Cause I don't a know couple if angles of this new shot. Oh my I'm looking God. Look at him with the CBS mic and it almost looks like it's, there's multiple colors going on, but it could just be lighting. Oh, it's God, tough. I hate it. it. It's, 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 yeah, we got to move on, I think, but it is, that is painful. That was like, that was cringe, uh, as you would like to say. The that good is, news is that, we just that's cringe. I think we just bullied him into cutting his hair back off, or at least oh, okay. putting gel in it. I and think. apologizing. 
Yeah. And apologizing, yeah. So go ahead and give me your Shanahan take. I have mine. Okay, it's probably going to be like mine. Um, I had no idea that was a rule. Nobody in the room I was with had any idea that was a rule. We watched at the house that we rented. Uh, me and this one guy were still getting after it pretty well on Sunday night. I would say we both were probably 8 to 10 like Tito's deep. And they told us that rule maybe 20 seconds before the coin toss. And we looked at each other and said, oh, it's college football rules. So you have to kick. Like we figured that out 20 seconds before the coin toss. And we immediately knew you would just kick the ball because it's like college football. And then San Fran proceeded to win the toss and take the ball. And we looked at each other and then we said, we must not understand what we thought we just heard. There clearly has to be a better explanation. I think I went to piss and I came back and he said, Hey, uh, they just explained it. We were right. And they screwed that up. They should have kicked the ball off. And I said, okay, every all is right in the world. That was my whole experience with it. And then once we knew they made the wrong decision, it just kind of seemed like you guys better pray to God. You score a touchdown or you're going to lose. Oh, okay. I'm about to give you a hard disagree. I thought we were going to be on the same page here. I, I couldn't. I couldn't be more on an opposite side. I don't think. All right, you'll have to explain this to me. Cause... Okay. To me, it's like, and he said this is, I think you want to have the ball third because it's not college overtime. It's like college overtime if you have the opportunity to have the ball in the second overtime, but the other team doesn't get it. Why are we thinking about the third time someone touches the ball? Because to me, it's like, to me, it's like if you have matching scores, now you get the ball and you have a chance to win the game however you want. The matching scores step. He basically just said, we only want three downs and they can have four. That's what he did. But I think, I think in general, if if he was on on his own side and it was fourth down, if he was on his own side of the 50, you think he would have went for it? You think he would have punted? He would have punted. If, I see what you No, no, no. I, I get, I, yeah, I get, I totally get your point. Field goal. The Chiefs, didn't they convert I, a fourth down on that drive? Two, I think. One or yeah, two. They would have yeah. never been in that situation to even have that play. He gave them the fourth down. Okay. In college I football, I've only I seen a few so people ever. It's college I football. I think it's easy to say in hindsight, and it's definitely not college football. It's college football. If you, there's only you get one the ball first. If there's one overtime. It's old school college football rules before they started like going for two point conversions. No, no, but then it flips around and then you get the ball again in the second overtime. He's trying to put himself in a situation where what he did not want to do is kick the ball to Pat Mahomes, have that guy drive down the field and score a touchdown. Now they have to score and then they score a touchdown. So he wanted okay, to watch him tie it up. He wanted to watch him score second. That doesn't make any sense. If he's so concerned, like, oh, they're going to score a touchdown. I'll he didn't just- want Pat Mahomes to have the ball third. He wanted mean, to have the ball mean, third. 
I can't, I just can't get over the fact that you're jumping to the third possession. Is that what his rationale is too? Yes, I think it makes total sense to me. That was that was where my brain so went when it, I first heard the rule. And you'll you're still not explaining to me how that's different than any college football overtime I've ever seen, where the team because, says, "I want to know what I have to get." Right. So the difference is is if it's tied after the first overtime in college, you go to a second overtime, right? And both teams get the ball regardless. In this situation, if the game was tied after the first two possessions, the 49ers would have the ball and they could go down and score and that's it. The Chiefs don't get a chance to answer like in college. Does third, that make sense? Third, third time someone touches the ball would be sudden death. Field goal? Field goal would win. Correct. Yes. I so just, I still to, think you're. I mean, don't tell me that you don't think that there's like. I'm there pretty had sure to the be Chiefs a, also said now that they've done this, we'll just go for two. So what you're saying does make they sense. They did. They did. They did. Okay. They did. The, so, so that the would Chiefs make did it say even, weird. That also makes yeah. it kind of dumb to do what the 49ers did. Correct. Okay. So all cards revealed. Yes. I see what you're saying. But to me, if you're anticipating both teams are going to score and then kick an extra point, which in the NFL, you would think that they're going to do in overtime what kind in of, the Super Bowl. What kind of that's what I would that's what I would anticipate. What kind of play did he settle to take a field goal on? I remember it being like, that's he doesn't a, have that's the thing. No. And I think that's the knock. Against Actually, snake. he that's did for, kind of have a choice. It was fourth and four. That's fourth and three. Yeah. No. So I do agree with you. From the standpoint of like, that's where you can knock them. Number one is if you're going to do that, if you're going to kick a field goal, that like that's pretty ballsy. But I think he probably had confidence in the defense in general. They've been playing well. They held him to 19 points. Uh, the last drive was a little discouraging the way the Chiefs went down the field and kicked that game tying field goal. Um, I would also throw it out there in his defense that. It did give his defense a little bit of extra rest too by the offense taking the ball first. I would say that too. I just feel like we're going like galaxy brain here where he could have just kept it a little simpler. Uh, like, I've watched college football before. I just I don't think I it's want, crazy. I want an extra down if I need an no. extra down. No, I think it makes are, sense. If I have the ball second, I, think that's, I might, I might I want think that that's, extra down. I think that's fair. I'm just telling you from my standpoint. I think if he takes the ball second and they kick the ball off and Pat Mahomes goes down and scores seven or three, whatever, and then the 49ers go down and score seven or three, and then they kick the ball off to the Chiefs and the Chiefs go down and score, everyone would say, why wouldn't he take the ball? Why wouldn't he take the ball first? I think he'd get the exact opposite side of the argument. Why wouldn't he want to get the ball on the third possession if it was tied? We know there was a very good chance it was going to be tied after the first two possessions, considering we were in overtime because it was tied. I, I don't know. I just I don't think it's crazy. Um, oh, I again, think those, I think those odds would actually be pretty long that they'd both get the same exact three or seven. Okay, and again, in your defense, I think number one going. Uh, not going for it on the fourth and four. That's a knock against him. Number two, the Chiefs revealing their cards and saying we were going to go for two regardless after this. Also, you know, Chiefs if we scored, seemingly that, genuinely, that's a knock confused. against him too. Did you but that's all cards revealed. Did you see a lot of the footage where the Chiefs were 
seemingly confused as to why they were going on defense. They're like, they wanted the ball. Like they seemed shocked. And then the 49ers guys were, were seeing like on hot mics going like, did you see that video of use check? And he's like, if we score no. a touchdown, they still get the ball. He was stunned. Well, they, yeah, they clearly, they did not know the rules. Which I think is the head insane. coach knew the rule. I hope he knew the rule. I think he knew the rule. And yeah, they probably told it. They probably told him about it in passing and they just didn't really. I'm picturing that as like a quick two minute segment at the start of one of the meetings. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was a story too. Is like the Chiefs went over it several times and they said the 49ers players were never told, but their coaches knew or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then Shanahan kind of threw it on like the position coaches or something, right? Yes. Didn't he say, like, I put this on the position coaches like, to I explain that? He conveyed it to the position coaches and they were supposed to tell the players. But regardless. And then, he, then he fired the D coordinator. So maybe it was his fault. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Regardless, he definitely, like, the guy calling the coin toss didn't make that decision. Um, the coaches would, would tell him what to do. Unless you're the guy for the Packers that made the call. Do you remember that? Jair Alexander, I think his name was. He made the call that day. But That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think he got in trouble uh, but, Yeah, so I'd say overall, I agree with you from the standpoint of, in hindsight, I think it's it was it ended up being the wrong call. But to me, I don't think it's crazy. And I could see it. I can see a world where I, yeah, I just he, did, went from he like, did the opposite and we ripped him for doing and we ripped him for doing, uh, you know, for taking the ball second and giving the ball to Pat Mahomes on the third possession where he had a chance to win the game. Okay. I agree with both of your points. I went from like 90% or 99%. Like, why did he do that to maybe like 60, 65? I still okay. think that would mission accomplished. Not want to take the ball there, but and I, I'll, I'll I, throw out there. Third, I think I'm with you. I think I'm 65. I think I'm like 65, 35 and I'm, I think I'm on your side as well. I'm just saying, I don't think it's crazy what he did. Yeah. I think some nerd can probably, crunch the numbers on that and just say who's got the best chance who's got the best chance to win based on these new circumstances which why are we only doing that in the playoff I, like the whole thing is silly and it's been installed for years but we've never seen it because nothing's ever went to overtime no it hasn't yeah it's the josh allen rule what was that 2020 or 2021 where the bills went down and scored and took the lead with like 13 seconds left we thought they were going to go to the AFC championship game. Chiefs go down in 13 seconds, kick a field goal, tie it, get the ball, drive down the field, score a touchdown. Josh Allen never gets the ball back. Yeah, good segue. Uh, can I close out my Travis Kelsey take? Yeah, let's do <laughs> Mr. it. Mr. What was that? Like eight seconds on the clock, runs up the seam <laughs> to get into field goal range in that Bills game. <laughs> that thing was scarring. Um, okay, thoughts on Travis Kelsey. So... Basically, my thought is through all like the Taylor Swift stuff and like him showing up in cringy outfits and just him signaling first downs and stuff like I knew I was like, I'm really annoyed by this guy. I don't like this guy, but I just forgot like how big of a douchebag that guy truly is. It started with the Andy Reid bump, like he's slamming into his coach who's not looking at him. That's insane. And then it was. He does this every year. He got on the mic afterwards and he's like up there with Jim Nance or whoever. And he's screaming, you got to fight for your right to party. And he's screaming Las Vegas, baby. 
And I was seriously like, I can't, I'm just going to look at my phone because I can't watch this anymore. I think I genuinely, truly dislike that person. I, If I was ever with him, I know I would not get along with him. I'll go one step further. If Taylor Swift is going to continue to associate herself with that guy, I don't think I like Taylor Swift either. I don't think me and Taylor Swift could get along either. I really don't like that person. <laughs> uh, you feeling better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, once yeah, a month, I, I, mean, once a I, month I, I probably pull up that highlight of him just getting decked. <laughs> like, yeah, taking that yeah, shot. Great. <laughs> it that's just great, doesn't man. happen often. But when it does, it feels justified. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, let's let's transition that right into our Super Bowl bets recap. And like I like I mentioned, I we need to touch on Jason Kelsey. Uh, props <laughs> to you. Uh, you cashed early. Um, I think even maybe the day before the Super Bowl, you cashed. Uh, Jason Kelsey showed up with uh, Zach Galifianakis hangover uh, costume. Outfit sort of thing. Oh my goodness! Are you familiar no, with this at all? I didn't see this. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. like suspenders or some Chiefs suspenders. I thought. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure he went with the. Uh, that was actually, day of. So day before, you tell me he was dressed as the Hangover. He was dressed up as Zach Galifianakis. I'm almost positive. Um, where he's got the baby strapped to him. You know, it's kind of like a. Uh. Yeah, I know oh. what you're saying. Oh man, I got duped. This this says this says fact check. Jason Kelsey did not arrive in Las Vegas dressed as <laughs> Alan from the Hangover. I got duped. Oh, I'm seeing it. I see it. Jason Kelsey is a living god, and it's a picture of him side by side with Zach Galifianakis. Oh my god, it's so funny. The bet is reversed. It does not cash. Oh my god! And now that you look at it too, it just looks so fake. Like it's literally they took his head and just photoshopped it on Zach Galifianakis. I cannot believe I fell for that. <laughs> I will have to listen to the um, Kelsey Boys podcast just to make sure there wasn't anything transpired with Jason Kelsey. But I thought he was on good behavior. He also just wasn't really covered by the broadcast, was he? I don't remember seeing him. He didn't jump out of any windows or anything. That's a start. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I feel like he was in some. Wasn't he in some uh, some clips or no? I feel like I saw like him he was a... not shown during the game? I, that seems hard to believe. That does seem hard to believe. I'm actually getting myself confused now. Is this the game? Is this the game Ice Spice was at? Yes, it is, right? He was up there, I think. It felt like felt very forced who we were showing with Taylor Swift as well. Felt like we were just like, hey, let's throw this celebrity in. It felt like someone was just shut, shut, shuffling people like in and out. Uh, what is up with the Miles Teller guy? Why is he? He's buddies with Aaron Rodgers. Evidently, he's buddies with Taylor Swift. Do you remember too? the woman? I have I have this. Do you remember the woman that used to eat clay and she was dating Aaron Rodgers? And we yeah. said, wow, like she eats clay or something that is her like best buddy. I think is that guy. That okay. guy's also married. Maybe he's even like married to someone in her family, but that was like a trio or a quad quadruple uh, friendship there. 
between those four people when Rogers was dating the clay girl. Okay. And they were in Hawaii and miles Teller got punched in the face. <laughs> they were in Hawaii, right? Did he get punched in the face? Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, miles, miles Teller was, was at the super bowl again. Cause evidently he's friends with everyone. That girl was probably there. The one that eats the clay. <laughs> oh, okay. You're saying she was there too. I'll figure it out. Uh, I have her name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah. Shailene Super Woodley. Bowl. You think she's friends with Taylor Swift? She didn't. Um, that might be a stretch. I don't know. Once I saw Ice Spice up there, I guess I don't know who Taylor Swift is friends with. Miles Teller's wife could be friends with her too, I guess. Or maybe just yeah, Miles Teller is friends with everyone. Is. I don't really understand. I don't really understand it. Miles Teller kind of has a punchable face for what it's worth. <laughs> Heard he got decked in Hawaii. I've never seen that guy's wife in my life. I don't know who his wife is. I can't I believe he was in Taylor Swift. Can you believe that he was in Hawaii with Aaron Rodgers and someone walked up and punched Miles Teller in the face instead of Aaron Rodgers? So getting duped again. I'm, Miles Teller is face. Miles Teller must be major douche if someone's choosing to punch him punch instead of Aaron Rodgers. Face at Maui restaurant. Good call. No kidding. Um, at a wedding. No. Claims actor owes money for wedding. Oh, interesting. Juicy gossip here, Trav. I got jump. Real tweet. I got jumped by two guys in a bathroom. Never met them before in my life, but yeah, cool wrestling segue, bud. Huh. Yeah, he's he's tweeting at Pat McAfee, um, denying that he knew the people. All right, confirmed. Punched in the face. Don't know. I'm I like your theory of his wife being friends with Taylor Swift. That's as far as I've got here. Did we miss any other big names in the booth? Blake Lively was in the booth quite a bit. Um, I know she's friends with Taylor Swift. And then Ben Jones had former Penn State basketball player turned tight end in the booth. Oh, uh, Ross Travis? Ross Travis in the booth. Friends, oh, that's random. Friends with uh, my guy Travis oh. Kelsey. Oh, friends with Kelsey. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think that was pretty much it. Did I see Jay Z? I think I did. I'm not didn't I give you a thumbs up, but maybe. Yeah, I feel like he might have looked really old. Yeah, he looked old. He had kind of like the thick dreads thing going on, which always just looks nasty to me. Uh, I had some juicy gossip actually. Now that we're talking about this, do you know who the guy is that eats like the really spicy wings? Uh, no, I have no idea. I don't know his name, but he has like a buzzed head. He's skinny and he has people on that show and then they eat the wings and they like start crying because they're so hot and he interviews them. Okay. Well, that guy was at the Super Bowl. I saw a headline today. It says breaks up with porn star girlfriend after one day or something. So he must have went with to the Super Bowl with a date that was a porn star. He got bullied like this guy's dating a porn star and then he broke up with her. As nice, as sounds like a cool. <laughs> sounds like a cool person. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great description by me. Not even knowing his name either, but I did. I did catch that today. 
Um, I have no idea how it got so off track here. Um, any bets? We started there. I can actually run down through mine. Overall, yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty pretty good day. Profits. Um, I this think is it, perfect. Perfect for the year. Uh, nice little nice little uh, ending to things here. Um, oh, you, just okay. Nice little summary, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Profits. <laughs> I think first time ever going profits on Super Bowl. Um, and didn't start out great because I heard Kadarius Tony was out, um, never suited up. So right off the bat, had some had some flyers on him, so I was down. Um, uh, that didn't push. No, I had him to like score. I had him to. Like, no, no, yeah, sorry. The bet itself didn't push because he didn't dress. No, they took my money. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, I had the national anthem singer to go black boots. I looked up at one point, saw her on there. Uh, my buddy was yelling, said they're black. Like, yes. So I got up ahead. Um, but then I lost coin toss. I had tails on that thing. I will say kind of nice to lose a bet. That's plus 100 as opposed to minus 110. It hurts just a little bit less, but I did miss the coin toss. Uh, a bet I didn't actually place Travis Kelsey, no proposal minus 3000. That actually indeed would have been good to have like a mass, uh, sum of money on if you could get it. Same with the, I gave out the Travis Kelsey will kiss Taylor Swift. That happened. Uh, that was plus odds on that thing. That's insane. Looking back on it. I also had a sprinkle on first down chains getting smashed to pieces. That was plus 1400. So that missed it. The theme here is like all my misses were flyers for the most part and that coin toss, but that was pretty much it. Um, because I also sprinkled longest rush of the game. Pacheco, do you know who had the longest rush of the game? This is so obvious mm. in hindsight. Is it uh, so obvious in hindsight? Is it Mahomes? Yep, he was plus 600 to do that, and he did. Um, and then I had some, some juice check action over yards, over catches. He was also that in cashed the, quickly. That cashed very quickly. First play, I think. Um, squad parlay did not cash. We did not get Debo to 50 yards and Ayuk or Ayuk didn't score. I feel like Ayuk was targeted in the end zone, possibly overthrown. So we had a chance, but Debo got banged up. What do you know? Um, and then I, I just won a bunch of money betting chiefs money line. And then I won a good amount of money betting. I got on Bovada before the game. It went blue and purple Gatorade both, both like six to one odds, and one of those hit. I think the Gatorade was purple. So again, second straight year. Was it purple last year? I'm pretty sure it was purple blue. this year. If it wasn't purple, run, it was run. blue because those are the only two I had. I looked at my Bovada account. I have triple digits in there again, so I gotta find something creative to use that on. Uh, but that yeah, that was my full slate. Had a few same game parlays with the. Multiple friend groups, all of them missed. I don't think any of them were super close either. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to be that uh, person that's like, I was like one play, one play away from really, really having a nice day. I think I ended up down two and a half units, all things said here. Uh, I also was in on Chiefs, catching a point and a half there. I had that second half under... 
uh, 24 and a half ended up having 25. That one hurt a little bit. Uh, Sam Darnold MP- MVP. That was just a sprinkle uh, McCaffrey MVP, which honestly, I think if the 49ers won, I think he's in the, I think he's in the, in the chat there. Do I had no odds ag- on that thing. I got, I got it at six and a half to one before the championship oh, game. That's more, and then oh, uh, before championship, was, yeah, yeah, and then it was down to four and a half to one uh, during the before the Super Bowl. So, and then I had a little action here on Noah Gray and Justin Watson anytime TDs and first TDs. Again, just needed one that last drive could have got it to one of them. That would have been great. Who I was really hoping he was going to throw it to was Marquise Valdez Scantling <laughs> because man. I had a, a risk-free $5 bet on bet MGM, 80 to 1 for him to score two touchdowns. Oh. Could have been working with 40 units there. Uh threw it to the wrong side of the field. Uh could have been a good day. Um McKinnon first TD, just a sprinkle. Uh Marquise Valdez scaling first reception over 12 and a half yards. That one cashed. First Kansas City drive to score points. Missed that one. And then missed every single parlay, of course. Uh no, I lied. I did get, <laughs> I got, I did one that I boosted Mahomes, two TDs and 255 plus yards passing. So that one, it was just two legs and a cash in the last cash in the last play. So ended up making like four or five units there on the last play of the game. Thank God. Uh, between the oh, chiefs, cool. oh, yeah. chiefs catching points and, yeah. and Mahomes throwing the second TD. So yeah, could have, could have been worse than the last play. They could have ran it in. Then I really would have been hurting. Yeah. When he was rolling out, so basically just ran like uh, inside motion, then ran him back out on like a quick out route or whatever. When he was rolling out there, that's all I could think about was who is that man? Because he's going to flick it to him. And I did not think it was going to be Miko Hardman. Me neither. I was I was really hoping it was Scantling. Like I said, that would have been nice. Yeah, he got. I'm looking. Scantling got targeted five times. That's pretty good. I'll just throw it out there: a walk off forty units to end the year in the black would have been, that would have been Something. a nice little fairy tale story, fairy tale ending. <laughs> so you, but you lost maybe a couple of units. I probably only won a couple of units, all things considered. Actually, that's not true. That'll look transition nicely here. I just want to let you know, as far as other picks, I did take the fellas down at the Florida hard rock sports book. I took them for a ride. Mm. I, finally, oh. I finally got somebody, uh, these guys, so uh signed up for the book down there. It was the only book in play. Uh, me and my buddy looked at the college basketball board kind of all morning. Like, what are we going to bet? Ended up just picking this, just the most confusing, wrong-looking line. We just steered right into it. Uh, it looked like it was dead in the water. We had Michigan State favored by three and a half points against number 10, Illinois, so unranked Michigan at, State at Illinois too, right? No, it was at Michigan State. Oh, oh still okay, the okay. fact that they were favored and by more than three, we thought that was odd. Or like, I think Illinois is going to win, but let's just bet against it. We'll we'll kind of go against the grain here. And I have two twenty nine left. We were getting off a boat, and we like opened up a phone and we're looking at the score. They're down by a point. And we need them to win by four, obviously. They finished the game on a 13 to four run. So it's not totally backdoor, but I mean, it's somewhat of a miracle. And they they win by eight. 
So we ended up having some wiggle room there. And then nightcap, I did place one more $20 bet on the Florida hard rock book. Uh, and that hit as well that night. So I immediately pulled my money out. This probably doesn't happen often. All I know is I'm getting like push notifications and emails and just so many offers to like deposit match profit boost. They're trying to rope me back in and I can't be roped back in because I'm not in state. This might go down as the only book I ever make money off. (laughs) I think it's possible. Love that. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm still continuing to get like pretty enticing off. Like if I was in Florida, I'd be like, okay, I'll put another hundred dollars into the book because they're going to give me a hundred or whatever. Um, But I know how that game works. So let's just hope I don't travel to Florida again anytime soon. Uh, And then lastly, Trav, the only thing I have left is I just have a couple hot tips for UFC this weekend. Do we have anything else going on that we need to be aware of that the listeners need to know about? No, I don't. I don't think so. I did jump in on a couple futures. I took uh, UConn to win the title for the men's squad, and then I found myself. Uh, these are risk-free bets I got from the Super Bowl that I lost, oh, and I was strong. like, I don't know what I have to use them in like five days. And I don't know what to throw them on. Well, now I should have waited, evidently. But uh, yeah, threw it in on a men's men's future, and then also threw one in on the ladies' future. I was gonna go LSU. Your girl Kim Mulkey. Instead, I just. Looked at the rankings and saw that Ohio State ladies hoops is ranked number two, and they were like, they, "That's some crazy, crazy good odds." So I was just like, "What the heck? Juicy. I'll just go with this." Yeah, got in on just that. Just gotta get so, them to the tournament and get them. As Buckeyes, like a- Buckeyes ladies hoops is who I'm in on, and then of course yeah. our UConn Huskies on the men's side. So nice. Got to win that back. Yeah. Was your free bet by chance a Gronk kick? That thing was actually pretty nice. Uh, one of them. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, I looked at that. That gave me 25 bucks. So I'll just put it out there. I, I did use that on this bet I'm about to give out. It's a big UFC weekend. It was UFC 298. Uh, one, one fight particularly keeping an eye on here. Featherweight titles. That's 145 pounds. We have Alex Volkanovsky and Ilya Taporia. Um, so I have the NFL comp here. We have, a uh, Volkanovsky's an Australian dude. He's a veteran. Uh, he's 35 years old and he's going up against, this is the, he's from Spain. He's kind of the up and comer. I believe he's 27. The NFL comp. This is basically Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Nobody beats Tom Brady. Nobody beats Volkanovski in this weight class. Uh, he has lost twice recently. That's him trying to go up in weight. Um, and the one fight was close. I think you might have even saw it, Trav. The other time, he basically got up off the couch and tried to fight on a couple days' notice, and he got beat bad. Um, but as far as fighting in his own weight class, the man is 6-0. and um, This is... Like I said, Tom Brady versus Mahomes. The other guy's pretty well unproven, but he's kind of a good boxer. Um, He kind of looks like a supermodel. I think he's also dating a supermodel. A lot of hype, but that's all it is at this point. It's a lot of hype. You don't know until you see it. I'm just going to stick with the old guy. Um, He's minus 120 is still out there. I feel like it's disrespectful. I feel like we're sleeping on him a little bit. Uh, if I'm getting this guy at basically a coin flip, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in on it 
fairly heavy. Um, so there'll be a, a few units flying at that on Saturday night. Uh, two dogs as well. I think I get two of these bets, right? So between Volkanovsky and these guys, uh, let's take a look at Henry Cejudo plus 190. He's fighting um, a Georgian guy. That's from the country of Georgia. All I know about Cejudo is he's a former he's a former champion. He's also a U.S. gold medalist in wrestling, which is kind of cool. But he's older. He's kind of making one last push here. Uh, so plus 190 there. And then we got Jeff Neal plus 195 fighting Ian Gary. Ian Gary is like a fake wannabe Conor McGregor guy from Ireland. He's annoying as hell, so he'll be fun to root against. Uh, like I said, I think I get I get two or three of those, and it's profitable. Uh, Volkanovski, Cejudo, and Neil. I'm a huge I'm a huge Volk guy in general, so I'll 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 side with you there for sure. Also, don't like the looks of this guy. He's fighting whatsoever. Scary. He's kind of scary looking, but I I think he's literally like a GQ supermodel or something. Oh yeah, I meant from the tool standpoint. Yeah. Doesn't um, look like he'd be a friend. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, he's scarier prospect, but I mean, I'm just going to consider him as as such. He's kind of going up against somewhat of the goat here, so I'll take my yeah. Volk, uh, Volk with the sneaky, uh, awesome accent too. Yeah, what it's worth. Australian, you said, right? Yeah, Australian. Yeah, seems like a good guy. Solid family man. He is the guy that he pieced up the Korean zombie that one time we were watching, and you said he looked like he was going to go mow the lawn <laughs> as the other guy was like laying in a coma. I think that's why I like him. I think that's why I like him. That's like pandemic, right? <laughs> that's by far the most UFC I ever watched was pandemic. Uh, yeah, but it's that time of year, so get back in. Um, otherwise, if you have college hoops winners, feed them to us because we don't have them for you, basically. <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Uh, our number is 4242429156. Give us five stars on Spotify. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's underscore garbage. Do we have any other platforms? I think I did make a threads for us, by the way, like a year ago. Maybe I should get that thing fired back up. No, I think that thing's dead. I mean, I think threads is basically dead, isn't it? That thing died pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, some guy at work was all fired up about that. He must not have been a big Elon guy. So he's like, did you see... Facebook is sticking it to Elon Musk. And I was like, oh, no, tell me about it. And he was telling me about threads. I heard all about it the next couple of days, and then I haven't heard anyone using it since, I guess. That was that, yeah. Uh, but you can follow us on there if you want. That's pretty much that's pretty much <laughs> where we're at. We have a Facebook out there. Um, yeah, subscribe. Get the Spotify numbers up for sure. So per usual, tell your friends, share the pod. Uh, that's it. 69 in the books. I don't know how we forgot to shout out 69. I think that's Mark Schlereth. Is it not? That is Mark Schlereth. I don't think we need to get into it any more than that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll be, we'll be back here next week. Um, and if, if you listen to this show for non sports content, uh, I would keep coming back to the well because you're probably about to get a whole lot of it. So we'll talk to you all next week. Sounds good. Sounds good.
get all women lost. What a good place to be. Don't believe I to speak a different language and it's never something I've been. Don't believe I, oh no, 'cause it's never something I've been.